What if the mistakes, failures, setbacks, painful situations, lost opportunities, and even health issues and diagnoses, and all the other bad things that can happen in life are happening for your greater good, for real? And what if you knew for certain that there was a world that you could not only access, but create that would bring you more love, joy, and opportunities than you ever thought possible? If you want to find your turning point and your access to that world, be sure to keep listening to today's episode of I Am Vibrant with our special guest, Lisa Winston, because we'll be talking about how to surrender to the flow of life and live and operate your business and your life from the miracle space of deep connection with your spiritual purpose. It's happening today on I Am Vibrant. Hello and welcome to the I Am Vibrant podcast. My name is Leah Lund and I'm a vibrant energy guide coaching burned out entrepreneurs, coaches, healers, women on a mission on how to release your energy blocks, restore your vibrancy, tune your frequency and expand your capacity so that you can really be the powerful creator of the dream reality of the life that you are longing to live. And in this episode, I have a special guest that I'll introduce in just a moment, who is going to inspire you to move forward with your dreams, no matter what you have going on in your life right now. And I just, I'm so excited to have her here and have her share her story and a bit about her book, as well as um, tips for you when you are in that dark place and wondering why is all of this happening? I feel like I've paid my dues and um, I can't wait to dive right in. But before I do introduce you to Lisa Winston, our special guest, I also want to let you know that our doors are open for the vibrant woman. And so if you have noticed that the pace you're keeping in your business and in your life is starting to have a detrimental effect on your physical, your mental, or your emotional energy, or if maybe you've hit that wall or that block that you weren't expecting and it feels like there's no way out of it and you're ready to jumpstart your energy, I would love to talk to you about potentially joining me for The Vibrant Woman. And there is a link in the show notes and if you're listening, uh, where you could schedule a time to talk with me, that link is a bit.ly, so B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash V-W for Vibrant Woman Clarity Call. And I look forward to, to chatting with you. So let's dive in in this episode. As I mentioned, I am joined by the incredible Lisa Winston. And first of all, Lisa, this has been such a long time coming. <laughs> We've been wanting to have a conversation. So thank you, thank you, thank you for being here and being part of I Am Vibrant. Oh, thank you for having me. And thank you for being so patient. Life is definitely teaching us patience, right? <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> is it ever? Absolutely. Yeah. And um, and I know we'll talk about, about current, currently what's been going on in your life. Um, but with that intro about really supporting women and especially entrepreneurs and women that are putting something out there in the world, um, when they face a moment of adversity, I feel like you're such a walking embodiment of that, of facing adversity, adversity head on, getting through it and coming out so powerfully on the other side and manifesting, you know, something I think even probably beyond what you thought would be possible. So, um, 
I just really want you to share your story, first of all, but um, let's break it into, let's start first. So your book, what year did your book come out? Uh, 2018, your okay. turning point, November of 2018. Your turning point. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. So let's talk pre and post <laughs> your oh, <boy>. turning point. <laughs> so let's, let's start pre, like what led up to you publishing that book? Wow. Great question. Um, pretty much everything in my life, my life, it was kind of like, I came onto the planet with fear. I was a sensitive, I had, you know, rapes and, you know, a couple of divorces and abuse and, and just, I never felt like I belonged on the planet. I never felt well. Um, and then of course I had, you, we talked before about the, um, wildfire when I lost my home to wildfire in San Diego in 2007, two months later was bre- uh, diagnosed with breast cancer. <laughs> you know, the list later. was, mm-hmm, yeah, I was rebuilding and going through treatment at the same time. So, um, really and truly my life drove me to, like, I always felt that I was special somehow. I always felt like I was connected to God and I, I tried religion. I tried a lot of different things but I was always searching and I was never happy in any of my relationships, no matter, I was, you know, I sang for 40 years. Well, as of now, cause I'm 62. Um, I say my only saving grace was having my own band. And if only band we band. were on video right now, there'd be a, I, collect, a collective gasp. Of, I know. There's, there's no way you're 62. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Well, these days I'm feeling it a little bit more, but, um, but I, I loved singing and I loved that was my outlet, you know, my creative outlet. And so um, really and truly after the fire, I really was, and the cancer, I really felt like I needed to find my life purpose because I was so miserable and I was on my knees praying half the time, you know, and that's when I really started deepening my journey with spirit. I was listening to Eckhart Tolle and, you know, reading his books. And I don't know if you remember Lynn Grabhorn, Excuse Me, Your Life is Waiting. That was one of my favorite Mm books ever that shifted my energy like nothing else. And so I started um, doing Qigong, you know, I really started getting downloads and my intuition started deepening. And that's when I decided to leave a 15 year relationship and go on to, you know, build my business coaching and all the things that, you know, happened in that journey. And so anyway, the book is really about that. It's about no matter what happens in your life, that life is happening for you. I know that's people say that, and that's a big one, and it's a hard one to understand. But I really teach people about um, connecting to their divinity and their intuition, listening to it, following those steps, those baby steps that lead you to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. And there are a lot of processes in the book, but it really does talk about how these challenges are designed for you. They're, they're designed to grow you like nothing else, unless of course you resist. And I talk about surrender as well. So that all that really gave me the book. And I wrote the book while my mother was dying and I was taking care of her uh, in Pennsylvania. So it was a very divinely timed channeled. It was channeled. It's funny because when you have a book that wants to come through you, sometimes, you know, we pound against and we try to do things, but the divine timing was that it was supposed to wait until that time. And so um, it was fairly easy to write. And then after that, more interesting things happened. <laughs> so Yes. <laughs> so, so, I mean, that's, that's like a lifetime, like a, such a full lifetime right there. And I can't, I can't imagine going through the fire and a diagnosis and any one of those things truly would be more than enough to stop someone in their tracks and, and just um, really, really put, put one off into, you know, anxiety or even depression or 
um, I don't know what, and, and yet the lessons that come out of it, I, I know you're right. It's, we hear that, that things are happening for us. And in the moment, it's sometimes very difficult to, to see that. But um, when you share it in the way that you just did here, it, it sounds so divinely guided, you know, it just sounds, it's like the pieces fall into place in the hindsight. Well, I'd like to share also really quickly, because yeah. I'll share the second part. Mm -hmm. I talk about the miracle space. When I was with my mother, um, I had moved, you know, picked up from San Diego, moved in with my mom to take care of her. She was dying of cancer, breast cancer. Mm -hmm. And I was in this space where things were just happening. I was so, Im I embodied my divine. I don't even know how it happened. I was just so uh, unconditionally loved that, you know, my television show, the Mindset Reset show fell in my lap. Um, Joe and I, Joe Vitale, my partner, you know, became friends. We were just actually friends at that point in time. I was writing my book and he was helping me with that. And all the, like, I would drive down the street, you know, and I would be, I'd want to get on my, my face. I was just so filled with this divine love that everything was, it was like heaven on earth for me. So I went through this whole period and I talked about that too. But what we're going to share in the second half is that you really are still in the miracle space, regardless of what happens. You know, when we think we're going to be in the miracle space, we think everything's going to be oh, all the time, right? Everything's going to be perfect, but that's not life. Life is just, well, life's perfect the way it is, right? But it's up and down, up and down, but it doesn't yeah. mean you've left the miracle space. You are the miracle, right? Right. <laughs> so right. it was another two by four for me that came after the book because clearly I wasn't getting the lesson. So you are the miracle. <laughs> yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, and, and that goes from everything comes up for me from our body to our brain to our frequency, like we don't even begin to understand ourselves in that way physically, let alone spiritually, emotionally, mentally, and it is a miracle. We are a miracle. We are. Um, yeah. <laughs> and when we stay open to that, through through surrender like you mentioned through acceptance yeah. um then then amazing things happen so so you you persevered through the fires the diagnosis um started to write your book at the same time as you're spending end of life with your mother mm -hmm. meeting or it not meeting because you knew joe but you know this love growing out of that and I would think if it were me, I would think, okay, I've made it. <laughs> I got through all of that. You know, good things are happening. The TV show has dropped in. That's doing well. Love life is there. That's doing well. Um, you're at a, at a, in a position where you can spend that time with your mother, you're past your health situation. And then what happened? Well, after my mom passed, I decided to relocate to Texas so I could be closer to Joe because we were going to do music, which we still are going to do. <laughs> Life is just the last two years have been crazy for all of us, right? But um, I wanted to work with him, create more books, programs, and things like that. And so I relocated to Texas. Everything was great. Um, towards the end of the year, I think in November or December of 2018, uh, Joe and I actually got together. He filed for divorce. Um, we ended up traveling. We went to Thailand first, and then we went to Italy in March. Well, in March in Italy, his dad passed away the last night we were in Milan, and we had stayed in a house that was filled with uh, mold, <laughs> toxic mold. Mm. And so when I came home, he took off to go to Ohio to be with his family for the funeral for his father, and I ended up in the ER severely ill um, because the toxic mold had crashed my immune system and probably all the long hours flying in and stuff too. 
So all of a sudden, right, I'm starting this beautiful new life and, and everything's great. And, and all of a sudden my whole world falls apart. And I was, I had, they finally diagnosed me after a couple of months, but I was so sick. I couldn't see to drive. My spatial vision was off. I was so ill. I had, you know, 45 symptoms and, and almost died and was terrified. And I had lost my faith in that time. I did not see God. I did not feel God. I was angry. And uh, yeah, it was a big, it was a big ding, <laughs> but it was, I guess it was necessary. I'm still here. <laughs> yeah. And so, and so vibrant as you're still here, uh, but mold, um, mold exposure is so tricky and there's so many symptoms and it's so debilitating and it's so confusing and what works for one doesn't necessarily work for another. And uh, I can only imagine, I'd love for you to share the the journey of even figuring out that diagnosis or fi figuring out what the diagnosis was? Well, I love that question because that leads me to, for your listeners, this is so important. So I didn't know that I had Lyme disease in my body since I was probably five chronic. I've always mm -hmm. had weird symptoms, but everybody just thought I was a hypochondriac and I'd been, been bitten by a ton of ticks when I was a kid. Um, but the funny thing is, is that the neurolime came out, everything and the co-infections after the, you know, my immune system went down. And so I went to see one doctor who actually helped me in certain regards, but she could only help me so far. And so I went to another doctor because I was having all kinds of ear problems. And, and so I went and I got, he put me on steroids, which cr crashed my immune system further, <laughs> made me more sick. Yeah. So he said, I think you need to go find a functional doctor. So I didn't know where to go, looked in the phone book, decided to go to San Antonio for whatever reason. The first doctor I went to is the one that actually got me 85% better. I still have 25, you know, 15, 25%, whatever, uh, symptoms left over. But, um, it was like, this is where you get to follow. And sometimes you don't even have to deliberately, you know, we're always so deliberate. We're, we're trying to find people and find healing modalities and do things. But if you just be still and you ask spirit to guide you, right? Just help me here. I don't, I don't know what I'm doing, right? I was led to this doctor and she was, she diagnosed me almost immediately and started treatment. And it was funny because most people who go through neuroline and other things like that, they're suffer, they suffer for years and years and years before anybody even knows what they have. So this is the beautiful part of the journey, right? Everything that happened, if I look back, was divinely orchestrated and also fell in my lap, even though it didn't feel like it because I was sick and I was scared. <laughs> right. So trusting the process, trusting the journey. Um, so, gosh, so, just such an amazing affirmation of the fact that our mind doesn't have to figure everything out for us. Right. That's exactly. <laughs> and yet that's what we go to, right? Is, oh, I have to solve this. Well, I'm going to read every book and everything about everything that has anything to do with mold and what's going on. And, and, and what worked for you and what I think works almost all the time, much better is get quiet, start asking, start listening and allow ourselves to be guided to a solution instead of thinking that we need to basically invent the solution ourselves. I mean, we can't be, <laughs> we can't be everything, right? We can't be the expert in everything. And there is an ultimate expert on everything. But I have to be us. Yeah. I have to be super transparent here though. Um, you know, I, I did do in the beginning, I really 
I, I really did think I told you I lost my faith and I want people to know that because mm-hmm. if you feel like you're dying, I wrote letters to every, my daughter, everybody. Cause I thought I was out of here and I was angry. <laughs> it's like, I went through all this stuff, you know, and I, I followed you and I've done what I'm supposed to, and you're going to take me out. And so I really had to find my faith and I had to really find my inner fire. Um, I did everything you can imagine. I put stickies on the ceiling and on the walls, affirmations. I was doing energy processes from Donna Eden, my Qigong. I was, you know, dancing around the room, singing, trying to raise my vibes, even though I couldn't see and I was sick as a dog. I mean, just all day long, I was reading, well, when I, when I could see or listening to audio. So, I mean, I was frantically trying to find anything that would heal me. So I want people to know that it's okay to go through the process. If you're in something that's scary like that, you have to make peace with the fact that this is where you are. You have to accept where you are and surrender to it. Um, I was reading because I was, you know, I wanted a spontaneous healing. Well, I didn't get one. Some people Mm -hmm. do and some people don't, but I really believe spontaneous healing comes from doing nothing but aligning with the divine healing comes from being an embodying (laughs) your source, not trying to find things outside of yourself. So these are the lessons that I learned, which I will be writing in my next book, because, you know, I had to wait for pieces to happen for that to really come into to play also. But, um, you know, it's just these pieces that we get when we're growing, these things that we need to know to, to deepen our journey. So um, it's okay to go through that. But ultimately, You get to do things like look back. You get to future pace your life. Like, what do I want my life to look like? I was doing Mm -hmm. a lot of Joe Dispenza meditations and stuff. Mm -hmm. But you also get to look at gratitude with what's been happening and see the thread of how the divine has been in your life, even through these these horrible, you know, circumstances. So it's kind of twofold. See see where the divine, where how the divine has shown up. And yeah, I, I noted when you said healing comes from aligning with the divine. You know, and, and humans, we tend to go on this, on this um, scavenger hunt of the ideal methodology or the ideal one thing. And first of all, I'm always sharing with my clients, it's never one thing. It's a combination of things, but I'm going to adapt that because it is one thing (laughs) and it's what you said, (laughs) aligning with the divine. And for some that's spontaneous and for some that's in divine timing, which is not necessarily our timing. Right. But it's yeah. also okay to be sick. It's also okay to, mm. we have this weird idea as humans that, well, the only way our life can be good is if we're happy and in love and healthy, 100% perfect health. That is not life. You know, I didn't, Robert and I did an interview, um, Janie Rios, who actually started uh, uh, Women on TV with um, another woman that I interviewed as well, who's uh, Shay Vaughn, who's very... Uh, detrimental on that whole uh, television network. Anyway, she was dying. She was in her maybe thirties or forties. I don't know, but she was dying of, I think lung cancer or something. And she came on like weeks before she passed away. She, you could tell she was sick, that she was doing what she loved. She was sick. She showed up anyway. It's kind of like when I don't feel well, because I still have Lyme symptoms and I have other symptoms. I, some days I'm down, but for the most part, I say yes to whatever, like this interview, right? I'm right. going to put on my makeup or whatever. And I'm showing up, I'm showing up because when we do this, it, it fuels us. It, it, it yes. elevates our vibrations when you do what you love. Right. Absolutely. So I want people to know that you don't have to be perfectly healthy <laughs> to yeah. live your life and show up. Beautiful. 
amazing. Just lessons, <laughs> lessons yeah. learned, I guess. Uh, it, this is so good for women to hear um, because there is that thing women especially tend to do of comparison and, you know, looking at another and thinking, well, they must feel great all the time. It must just come easy. It must, you know, it must just flow out of them. And um, I so appreciate your authenticity in, in sharing every piece of it uh, with us this way. So I have two final questions. Mm -hmm. And one is you mentioned love and I just want to touch on love because <laughs> that's another area. I think sometimes it's easy to lose faith, especially in 40s, 50s, 60s, beyond. Um, and you have such a beautiful love story. So tell, oh. tell us about finding love. In oh. the, in the time well, it's a hard love story too. So I have to yeah. be transparent about everything in my journey. Mm -hmm. I, I, Joe and I, I interviewed Joe for one of my summits when I was 59. <laughs> and so I, this is Dr. Joe Vitale of, yeah. of the secret the of mm -hmm. yeah. uh, may cause miracles. Right. <laughs> right. So it's so funny. And we had an energy between us, you know, but we didn't know what that was. And so for nine months, I think we just followed each other on Facebook. We never even spoke. And then about a year later, uh, I was in Austin working with another coach and he saw that I was there. And so he asked if I wanted to meet and I, and so we had dinner and we talked about my book and it was really amazing. And we were just so aligned. We just, it was weird. It was like, I had known him forever. You know, it was just mm. this weird thing. So we developed our friendship from there. We started, you know, just talking and, and working on my book. He really helped me. He was absolutely critical in me getting my book together and um, just a, a wonderful support while my mom was dying and stuff too. But anyway, this whole thing we went through, well, he ended up filing for divorce and I'm just going to transparently put this out here. You know, uh, I'm not a home wrecker, <laughs> right? But when you follow these pieces and, and Joe does this too, Joe's marriage had been over for quite some time and he knew it, you know, it's just, he's very loyal to who he was with. He was with his mm -hmm. wife for 20 years and his first mm -hmm. wife for 20 years. But we, we follow those pieces. We say yes. When the divine brings something in, it's not about going out and sleeping with somebody or trying to, you know, steal somebody's husband or do, it's none of that. Like none of that. It was all very innocent, but we were following the divine pieces that, that spirit was giving us at this. And this took place over a period of a year, a year and a half or whatever. So we didn't even know it was happening, you know, until it was happening. And so it was like, it was a tough call. He had to make a call and it was one of the hardest things he ever had done. And he went through hell and back, you know, and I mean, the divorce took two and a half years. So it, it wasn't punishment. We both learned and we grew like crazy and we took responsibility for our part in things, but don't be afraid. I, I'm, I mean this sincerely. Don't be afraid to say yes if someone comes into your life because I didn't ask for Joe. I wasn't looking for Joe. I wasn't looking for anybody. I figured my relationship days were over, but I was following spirit. I was following my passion. And, and again, Joe says yes too. When there's a divine hit, an intuit, you know, intuitive hit, a download, that that's this is somebody that is very important in my life and, and I need to find out what this is. That's what we did. Now you can say that to some people and they'll say, well, that's bogus. No, it's not. That's what we do. That's how we live our lives. You know, did yeah. that hurt somebody else? Maybe. But again, you have to remember when something happens that seems quote unquote bad, it's actually good for everybody, even if everybody can't see the bigger picture. Right. Mm, yes. So it was basically blowing up his life, which needed to happen. And it was teaching me a lot of things about myself and it was teaching his wife who, you know, she's on her own path and learning her lessons. So it's kind of like, 
that's why it, it's hard. It, it's not something you want to do or go through, but you have to follow your path. And it was absolutely, we were brought together for uh, a greater purpose. And um, we've grown a lot the last two and a half years. <laughs> I bet. And, and yeah, and I can it was worth ima- it. imagine um, just the context and the setting and having professional connections not only was it not easy to say yes, it was easy, much easier, I'm sure, to find the reasons why no, I just can't go there, <laughs> right? I just, yeah, no, this is, yeah. criticism, mm-hmm. although there are a lot mm-hmm. of people, I mean, divorce happens, right? And it's happened right. to a lot of people that were in the secret with him and stuff too. So he had a lot of support, but still he being a very loving, uh, faithful, loyal, wonderful man who loves the, the person he's with, it was a very difficult thing for him to do. And it was difficult for me to be a part of that as well. But again, Love can come to you anyway, anytime, and you you get to say yes and say yes to the journey because you don't know what your path is or, or what you need to learn to grow. So say yes. Oh, yes. You to know? the journey, not to, is this the one? Only if it's no. the one, then I'll say yes. <laughs> yeah, and, and we're still very much yes. love. So that, you know, it's very real. But I mean, we we went through a lot of tough stuff together. As a matter yeah. of fact, all the things that we went through, his parent, his dad dying, he had some... Uh, uh, one of his family members, uh, well, tried to commit suicide. Um, mm. You know, I had neuro Lyme and, uh, you know, then COVID hit. I mean, and then he lost his, you know, his speaking engagements. Were, you know, it's, it's just like we had so many things hit us in a period of even just a year, year and a half that most people would have split. Yeah. But again, we knew it was, it was, we were brought together for a purpose. And for so purpose. again, um, if you can get through that kind of stuff, you can get through any kind of stuff. Yeah. So hold out, but don't, you can make lists if you want to of what you want. That's great. But don't focus on it. Don't focus on it. Mm. Follow your path, put it out there. Um, I wasn't looking for love. (laughs) I was done with love because I had never had love. (laughs) Not real love. Wow. Oh, Lisa, thank you so much for sharing uh, all of that. Um, I have one really quick ending question, and that is for if you'd speak directly to a woman listening right now that wants to find her calling, doesn't know what it is, what advice would you give? Gosh, you know, don't make it such a hard journey. I pounded against trying to find out what I'm here for. Well, whatever you're doing right now in the moment is your purpose. It is what you're here for. Whether you're a teacher, a mom, whatever you're doing, that's your purpose. Your purpose can grow and change and it's very fluid, but be easy with yourself. When you are in resistance and you're trying to find your quote unquote purpose, you are pounding against and you are closing yourself off to the answers (laughs) from the universe of what you're truly here to do. And the other thing, as you know, and we all teach this, is that when you find what lights you up. Like when I started interviewing people, I would get off the calls and I'd be so jazzed, you know, like Lee, like you're doing, it's, it's like, it's a high, you, it's just yeah. like, whoa, right. And connection. So when you find what you love, when you really, when it really turns you on, lights you up, like nothing else, stop and look at that because more than likely that's your passion and what you're supposed to be doing. And even if you don't know how to make that into a business, um, you can do it. I mean, I know somebody who I interviewed years ago, Anne Timpany, I think her name is, and she's a joy coach and she teaches about laughter and stuff. And she had no idea. How am I going to teach people about joy and laughter? You know, and she has made it a very uh, amazing business. So you can turn anything into your business. And as long as you're really into it, people will come. There are people waiting for you. 
Incredible advice. Thank you. Yes, thank you. So this has been so wonderful. I've loved every single thing you've shared. Um, I want to be sure that all of our listeners can find you. So your website will be in the show notes, but it's lisaawinston.com. And you also have a gift for everyone who's been listening in. Can you share about that? Yeah, thank you. Um, If you haven't read my book yet, I ask that you do. I think it will really help you. I mean, if you feel like you have a chaotic life, read about mine. (laughs) You won't feel so bad anymore. (laughs) But I have a lot of processes in it. And the gift is the forward and the first chapter. And you can just get kind of a taste of what what it's about. And then, like I said, there are a lot of processes in the book, but it'll give you an idea and introduction to it. So that's my gift. Fantastic. Thank you so much. So I just come back to kind of how we started this and it connects to something you just said, but really attracting your calling and or calling in your destiny and what you're made for. It really comes down to how you feel and your openness. And we, we attract what we feel. And so your frequency, your energy focus there versus finding something specific um, because there's there's miracles out there waiting that our mind can't even come up with. And um, I just want to remind again for everyone, the vibrant woman doors are open and we do focus on that, on you becoming the source of your own sovereign energy and your knowledge and confidence of being able to create whatever it is you can imagine and leave the door open wide enough for miracles to drop in beyond what even your mind can imagine. So the link to talk with me about potentially joining us for the vibrant woman is again in the show notes, bit.ly forward slash VW clarity call. And Lisa Winston, I just want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. Thank you for having me. I wish it was longer, a longer talk. I know. (laughs) We have to do it again soon. It's been just lovely. Thank you so much for everyone listening. I hope you, I know you found this useful. Um, Do share your takeaways. Review us if you're listening in on iTunes. If you have anything you'd like me to cover in a future episode, you can email me at Leah, L-E-A-H, at onewholehealth.com. And I will see you next episode. 